Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about using the wisdom of the tarot to access the healing and creative magic of self love. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. I'm a tarot reader and spiritual coach. You can follow me on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Queen of Swords. Guys, I am so excited to do this episode, and I think it's going to be one of my favorites as of yet. The Queen of Swords is like my true role model. She's someone who I can admire and who I wish to emulate in my everyday life. So what's the message of the Queen of Swords in regards to self-love and this journey of life that we have? The Queen of Swords is all about transformation, resilience, and happily not caring about what other people think. And it's such a juicy topic, so I'm so excited to get into this. Um, But we're first going to talk about transformation and how the Queen of Swords is just a beacon for transformation and resilience. When I look at the Queen of Swords, I see a woman who sits upon a pile of her failures, her suffering, her pain, her hardship with more strength than anyone else. The Queen of Swords is able to transform her deepest pain into pure soul-centered love. She's the alchemist. She's unstoppable. Her time laying on the ground in agony is always followed up with her opening up to more love and getting back up again. She doesn't let the pain of being a human close her heart. She lets the pain of being human open her heart even further. And she's one of those people that gets stronger the more you try to take hits at her. So what do we mean by transformation? To me, transformation is turning pain into love, turning our deepest suffering into joy. It's transforming something seemingly negative into the best damn thing that's ever happened to you. And if you look at her in the card, she sits on her throne with a beautiful golden butterfly crown. She represents this transformative energy that we can access during all times in our lives when we can't seem to find the light at the end of the tunnel. She believes the presence of pain just means more love is on its way. When we are knee deep in the trenches of life, that is when we can truly fly high. That is when we can start to pick up speed. That is when we can access even greater powers than ever before. When we are able to be in the presence of fear or grief or sadness or pain, that just simply means we are now more capable of opening up to even more joy, even more love, even more success and connection and passion and fulfillment. During the times where my anxiety and panic attacks were at its highest were also the times when the best things that could have happened to me happened to me. The summer when I went into full swing with my mental health and panic attacks and it got to the point where I couldn't even drive myself to my summer classes and back. That same summer is when I met my boyfriend who is one of the best people I know. 
During the times where I struggled with my body image the most is when I became the most driven with purpose to help people find inner peace, happiness, and wellness. And that is when I decided I was going to go back to school to finish my nursing degree so I can make a difference. Most people see the presence of unfortunate events or situations as signals of misfortune. We say, oh, I must have bad luck or... I have a black cloud following me or it's just going to go downhill from here. I think there is nothing further from the truth. The presence of pain, fear, and doubt are signals that things are working out in your favor. That your power and intuition is heightened with the awareness of these things. Those things aren't obstacles or blockages. They're here to elevate you even more. They're here as friends to congratulate you and cheer you along. I'm sure you can find a couple of instances in your life where we can say it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. There is an incredible amount of transformation and growth that occurs in times of deep pain. And the Queen of Swords, as you can see in the card, is beckoning the future. She is not caught up in looking at the past with regret or saying things like, It wasn't supposed to happen that way. She doesn't curse what's happened or even sees herself as a victim of her past circumstances. And she is able to transform herself from a caterpillar into a beautiful, lively butterfly. Sometimes when I sit down to do readings and I find myself filled with fear and anxiety and nervousness, I actually see that as a good indicator that my intuition and inner voice are actually more powerful and more heightened because those things are present. And it means I'm about to receive some amazing and powerful insights. And so how exactly do we transform our pain into love? We can transform our pain into love by believing it's here to help us. We can say to ourselves, everything that happens to me is the best thing that could happen to me. Say that a hundred times in your head until it sinks in. I got that affirmation from The Zen and the Art of Happiness by Chris Prentice, which is an amazing book and it has changed my life for the better. But this affirmation is so queen of swords. It's like she's saying, bring it on. I can handle anything. Nothing gets past me. I will not be shaken by the fear. And I have the ability to interpret my life in the way that makes everything that occurs the best thing that could ever happen to me. The Queen of Swords helps us realize that there is value in having contrasting experiences. There is value in experiencing undesirable and unpleasant situations. If I never went through my struggles with low self-worth, I would have never been aware that my worthiness is unquestionable and that I am such a lovable person and there are so many things that are amazing about me that I discover about myself every single day and that anyone can take on that same mindset about themselves and I don't need anyone else to give me that validation because I have the power to give myself that validation already. If I never went through my anxiety, I would have never been able to be aware of the nature of my mind and how I don't have to get stuck in its constant chatter, that I have control over my mind and I can direct it in a different way. 
And through those experiences, I realized we all have this amazing ability to change the direction of our lives in an instant and that we're never stuck in our circumstances. This isn't about glorifying our pain or glorifying our struggles. It isn't about making those things our badges of honor. Like, oh, look how much I suffered in the past. No, this is about stepping into our own resilience and sending out the message to everything and everyone that you are someone who can let all the negative things become the fertile soil for the positive. To let all the things that seem to break your spirit or tear you down, to know that those are actually things that are helping more joy to flow into your life. We have the capacity to turn our pain into love with anything and at any time. And it doesn't mean that we are going from feeling a negative 10, let's say, to a plus 10 in the scale of happiness, let's say. But just by going up incrementally is enough to be called transformation. Going from a negative 2 to a negative 1 is transformation. Going from 2 to 3 is a transformation from pain to love. And to acknowledge that the baby steps we take are so important and are meaningful and that part of the process is to surrender. Our pain can be our greatest catalysts because when we are in the deepest of shit, (laughs) we are more open to surrendering instead of fighting and controlling and manipulating like how we always usually do as humans. Sometimes that is what it takes to get us to realize that our approach is not working and it's a sign that the universe is trying to tell us to let go, let go, let go. And we can pray and ask the universe to help us let go of all these things we no longer need. To help us let go of all the things that aren't serving us anymore. I love the Queen of Swords because she delivers the best truth of all. We create the truth. We create the stories which make up the truth. We decide whether or not we will see ourselves as the hero or see ourselves as the victim of our lives. We will decide if we will see ourselves as always being stuck or just maybe slowly moving in the right direction. We get to choose the truth in any given situation. And that is how we can move through pain and into love. That is how we can access profound joy, even in the crappiest situations. The Queen of Swords is unrelenting about her own truth. And she does not give a rat's ass whether or not people agree with her or call her crazy or stubborn or unrealistic. She does not waver or dilute her power to interpret her life in whatever way she wants to serve someone else's opinions or agenda. When someone gives her limitations, she says absolutely not. That might be one of the coolest things about the Queen of Swords, that she is a badass. She is a tough cookie. Tosha Silver, the author of Outrageous Openness, one of my most favorite books. She has a course on her site called The Holy Battle in which she talks about this concept of the holy no. And it's basically like stabbing your sword into the ground and with that, having the power to let 
all that is not serving you to fall away. And it kind of reminds me of that scene in Lord of the Rings, um, in the Fellowship of the Ring, where Gandalf is like, you shall not pass. And then he stabs his staff into the ground in front of that monster thing. And <laughs> whenever I go into the Queen of Swords energy, and it's this very intense um authoritative energy that is what I imagine in my mind it's the strong don't mess with me type energy and it's amazing she is the divine protector of her inner child with the queen of swords comes this strong sense of self-advocacy like I know we talk a lot about love and all this fluffy stuff but sometimes there are situations where you need to just be like hell freaking no and it doesn't mean you have to get aggressive or overly angry or anything. It's just setting a boundary. The sense of standing in the middle of your inner child and these thoughts of fear and blame and other people holding you responsible for their emotions. And just letting the love that you have for your inner child fuel your power to assert yourself. Fuel your strength to help you stand there and stand your ground because you know your inner child deserves better than that and you are determined to protect her from believing lies and opinions of others that are not coming from a loving place. The Queen of Swords' words to the inner child is, I will not abandon you when things get tough. I'm here for you and your needs no matter what. I will not leave your side. I will be your advocate during times where it might be scary to stand up for yourself or have a difficult conversation with someone. We can call on her love, her message, her strength, and energy in those times where we just want to run away and hide from our own pain and discomfort. And with all that being said, the Queen of Swords is not a nice person. I'll admit I've always been a little terrified of the Queen of Swords because she's very different from the other queens. The Queen of Swords is not a nice person because she knows that in being a nice person, that usually equates to being mean to yourself. And she's not about that at all. Her approach and style to self-love is that she supports herself, she backs herself up, she is loyal and loving to the inner child within her, and she is not willing to be a doormat to anyone who walks into her life. You know, oftentimes, so many people are quick to give away their own power to others. I was just naturally this type of person that everyone called nice, and I think my inner child is someone who just wanted everyone to get along and be happy and never fight or argue and just be in total peace. So my natural tendencies are to yield to other people sometimes and to not be as confrontational, which can put me in this place of people pleasing and trying to make other people happy. But the queen of swords is like, screw peace. People are allowed to disagree with me. People are allowed to have their own opinions. People are allowed to be unhappy. And it's not my job to manage their emotions. That is above my pay grade. <laughs> she is the anti-people pleaser. She just does not care. And this is what makes her so amazing. Because she does not lower her happiness in order to be at the level of those around her. She loves others. She cares about their happiness. But at the end of the day, she knows that only they can change how they feel, not her. 
She is fully aware of how much energy we can waste by thinking we can manage other people's emotions through people-pleasing. She knows that the only person she ever really needs to please is herself. She prides herself in not caring about other people's fluctuating moods and preferences and opinions. And it honestly, it takes a lot of guts not to care. It takes a lot of courage to not care about what other people think of you. I saw this book title at Barnes & Noble's the other day called The Courage to be Disliked. And although I didn't end up reading the book, I just got so much satisfaction in just the title itself. The Courage to be Disliked. Because it really does take a lot of courage to stand up for yourself and do what you believe is right for you and being willing to have backlash or outrage or people not liking you. The desire to stand up for your own truth must be greater than the desire to be liked, period. For example, a lot of the stress I feel at work is due to me trying to walk on eggshells around certain people who are prone to being upset about many things. They want things this way, and if not, they'll call you out or be upset about it. And me trying to do my job as a nurse, and then also making sure all my coworkers are happy with me, it's a very difficult job. And it also makes it really hard to give the best care to my patients. And lately I've realized I don't want to care about what they think of me. I don't want to care about their feelings, whether or not they like me today or if they hate me today. I don't want to care about their feelings because it's like carrying heavy buckets of water to a lake. It's just not necessary. It's not worth it. And the acceptance you want to feel from them is already within you. The only reason why we want anything in life is because we think we will feel better in the having of it. But we have the capacity to feel better right now without their validation or approval of us. You have the ability to validate yourself, to accept yourself, to please yourself so much that you don't care what other people are thinking of you. That their opinions about you, whether they're good opinions or bad opinions, doesn't really have much leverage over you because you're going to do you anyways. This life is for you. It's not for them. The only reason why they want you to act a certain way is because they think it will make them feel better. But the only thing that could ever make them feel better is themselves. Just like how only you have the power to make yourself feel better. For example, the most beautiful woman in the world can be complimented a hundred times a day. But if she doesn't feel beautiful from within, then none of those compliments will do anything for her. My own journey with this has been a slow one. Let's just say that. (laughs) And I'm still learning how to keep my own power instead of giving it away so freely. And in thinking about it now, the only reason why I give it away so freely is because it's easy to think that that's being nice or kind or considerate of other people, but it's not. It's stabbing ourselves in the foot and calling it niceness or calling it being easygoing. It's not. And here is what I like to imagine the Queen of Swords was like as a younger female. I believe she struggled with this a lot. I believe she was that nice person who was a doormat for other people. 
who constantly tried to manage other people's emotions for them and who was willing to abandon all parts of her in order to make everyone else happy and content. That is exactly why she is able to step into this powerful, strong, resilient role as a queen today. Her past struggles are the reason why she is able to have more joy in her life. One day, she had realized that she could just put her foot down and say no. And my God, does she love saying no. She will say no to everyone and anyone. And it brings her so much joy to say no. She is not burdened by a sense of obligation and sacrifice. And she loves that she can block people on social media. (laughs) The Queen of Swords is so fascinating because she doesn't need the validation of others in order to feel validated in herself. She doesn't look to other people to find the truth. She looks within herself because that is always where the truth is. The Queen of Swords offers a jolt of inspired energy that can help us set boundaries in a joyful way and transform our experiences of pain into experience of abundantly loving love. Through her capacity to transform, to set boundaries, to happily not care about anyone else's opinions, she helps us realize that we are worthy, we are lovable, we are all amazing, and that We are able to live our best lives regardless of the people and the conditions around us. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Queen of Swords. I had a really fun time recording this one. Again, I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow me on Instagram and all of my links are in the show notes below. Have a fantastic day and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.